Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators. Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are on part four. It is the final part of following your Dharma series. For those of you who are very new, maybe this is your first episode, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You might want to go back four episodes because this is a series we've been doing every week where we're talking about finding our Dharma. Our Dharma, for a recap for those of you who might just be tuning in, is your life purpose, is your unique reason essentially for being here, who you are as a unique, beautiful individual, how you can really get attuned to that. And from this place of knowing who you truly are beneath all of the habits and the negative thoughts and the ways that we've been socialized, the ways we've been programmed, once you get in touch with that, how you can then express this dharma, express this life purpose through your work, through a business, through your actions. And so essentially that's what we've been talking about. Just a recap, the first part we talked about desire and attachment. So setting forth intentions, having a desire, at least a broad one, for what you want in life, but then detaching from it and trusting, trusting that the universe is going to help you in a way that is for your highest and best good. We then talked about removing blocks. We talked a lot about how we've been socialized to have certain beliefs, have certain thoughts, how we can have blocks not only in the way that we think, but how we can have a lot of emotional blocks, physical blocks, spiritual blocks, (laughs) how we can just be all junked up. And we talked about ways to release those. And then the third part we talked about really changing the way we view the world and the way that we view ourselves. So everything's built off of one another. And I did this very purposefully. I didn't just come up with ideas and throw them at you. I, it is meant to build off of each other. So you have to be able to detach, but also set intentions. You have to be able to recognize what blocks you have and recognize that we all have blocks and work on letting them go because these blocks are what keep us stuck and keep us stagnant. These blocks are what cloud our vision. These blocks are what disconnect us from our dharma, from our true selves. We also must begin to look at the world for what it is, not what our ego tells us it is, not what our parents and teachers who probably and hopefully wanted the best for us but but didn't know about these concepts, not what they told us life is about, not what we had been socialized to think, not these limiting belief patterns surrounding our life purpose, surrounding our ability, surrounding our success and abundance. We had to be able to shift those. And really think in a way that aligns with our highest self, aligns with this universe. And last week, we I 
pulled from a lot of resources and I talked a lot about this connection that we have to everything. That we are not separate. We are equal parts of this universe. We are parts of God, of source, of the creator, that we have that within us. And once you can embrace that, once you can own your power, who you truly are, then you can really step into your life purpose. And for today's episode, we are talking about taking aligned action. And the only way that you can take aligned action is to get into alignment, essentially. And blocks are going to come up and old thinking patterns are going to come up. And that's okay because we've learned to recognize them. We've learned to disempower those beliefs while empowering our true selves. We've learned that through this four-part series, the first three parts of it. Now, what we talk about might seem a little different than what you are thinking whenever we talk about taking aligned action, and I will explain that as we go along. But before I get into everything and the concepts that we're going to cover, I want to remind everybody that action is very important. And I'm not talking about necessarily big actions. I'm talking about what you do every single day. When we think about taking aligned action, we might mistakenly think that means taking a giant leap of faith, trying out a new business, moving to a new place. But it's those little tiny decisions that we make every single day. That is what's going to lead us to our life purpose. And because it's these little decisions and these little action steps that really add up, it means it's very important that we try to get into alignment with our dharma. And I'll talk about alignment more in case some of you are wondering what I'm talking about. But we we have to really focus on getting in alignment with our dharma and staying in alignment with our dharma. So that means every day, every thought that you think, every action that you take, and I'm not trying to overwhelm you, we are not perfect. We have been living a certain way for a certain amount of time. We have been living in a way that has been ego-based. We've been making decisions based on this ego, based on limited beliefs for years. Do not get discouraged when you have negative thoughts, when you have these blocks, when you act in a way that maybe you don't want to, you respond in a way that you don't want to, and you get all freaked out because you're like, oh no, I'm not in alignment, I'll never find my dharma. It happens. But also know it is possible and people have been able to get into alignment and stay in this alignment and find their dharma and live their dharma every single day. So it is possible for you because remember, you are just as good as anybody else. We all have equal parts of this life force within us. If other people can do it, so can you. So to begin this episode where we're talking about coming from aligned action and taking aligned action, I want to start with a quote, and this is from Henry Harrison Brown from his book, How to Control Faith Through Suggestion in 1901. But the quote says, live as if it were already manifest and you shall find it manifest. And that's really what we're going to talk about in this episode. We are living as if we are completely aligned with our dharma. If you were completely aligned with your dharma, how would you feel every single day? Happy, at peace, balanced, fulfilled. What we are going to do and work on this week is start 
cultivating those feelings because the more you can cultivate the feelings, the more you can act as if it were already manifest. So if you were saying affirmations all day long, but you know, you're still thinking to yourself, well, I'm not there yet. I have to have this certain job. I have to be making X amount of dollars before I can feel happy. That is like walking around with your arm straight in front of you with your hand held out, stopping your dharma. You're not allowing it to come close to you because you are constantly pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. Every single time you stop yourself from feeling happy, you stop yourself from feeling balanced or fulfilled, you're pushing it away. So this week, we are going to act as if. On my other podcast, The 9 to 5 Dropout Show, I talked to an author, James Goy, and I actually just aired that episode, so I will link to that. And he has a book, How to Attract Money Using the Power of Your Mind. And he told me his own story of how he was $50,000 in debt, and he decided and was working a very low-paying job and decided to quit his job. Um, He has a lot of principles in his book. It's very short chapters. I'll link to that too. But he lived by these principles that he wrote about in his book. And one of them was acting as if. So he wanted to be a spiritual teacher. So he acted as if he was a spiritual teacher. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do today. You're not waiting for something to happen. You're acting as if it already has. And you can do this on a superficial level. Think to yourself, if I was living my life purpose, how would I present myself? What would I wear? How would my house look? And can you cultivate some of that now? You don't have to wait. You can do it now. So do it on a superficial level and then take it a step deeper and think to yourself, how would I feel? What would I think? What would I tell myself? What would I be saying to myself all day long? And start to do that now. And know that by focusing on feeling good, you are getting into alignment. And once you feel good, once you are in alignment, once you are acting as if you put your arm down, you're no longer holding your life purpose away, your dharma away at a distance. You're no longer pushing it back. You're allowing it to come to you and you will start to get intuitions and you will start to get insights and what I encourage you to do when that happens is to act on them and recognize that doubt and fear may pop up see those as blocks allow them to pass through you so during this time I really want us all to focus on being mindful being mindful of how we feel being mindful of what we are thinking so often when we're really trying to achieve something when we really so much just want to figure out what the heck our life purpose is when we so much want that abundance when we have a project or a business or career and we so much just want to be successful do is we focus 100% on that desire so we have the desire down pat but the detachment from it is a struggle And that just brings us off balance because often what we're desiring might not even be in our best interest. Like we might know 
generally what we desire, but just a recap from the very first episode in this four-part series, when we hold so tightly to it, then we neglect to have these insights, to have these intuitions that can lead us to something so much greater. Or we have this insight, but we're so hell-bent on, it has to go this way, I know this is my path, that we don't even listen to a path that could be way easier, it could be better. So that's why I'm encouraging us all just to be mindful this week. Know that we have that desire. Know that we set that intention. Act as if we are not waiting for this desire to be fulfilled. We are allowing ourselves in every single moment to embrace those feelings and those thoughts of the happiness and the fulfillment and the joy that we so hope once we can just get to a certain point, we'll be able to feel. We're getting rid of that desire. We're cultivating them now and we are allowing life to take us on this journey. Even if you think you found your dharma, it doesn't end there. It never ends there. Life is a journey. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to change and transform. The more you can enjoy the moments, the more you can enjoy the process, the easier life gets. And it really just starts with, like I said, being mindful and then focusing on what you can enjoy in those moments. And I actually did that this morning in a yoga class. That was my intention for the yoga class, was to find enjoyment in every single pose. Because I do enjoy yoga, but often my mind is still thinking about other things. Often my mind is jumping ahead to the next thing we're going to do. But for today's class, I really just wanted to, to focus on enjoying where I was in every moment. So one of the very first poses that we did, I have some back issues, nothing crazy, but the one side of my back was just really tight. And so we're really stretching that out. And I focused on the pain at first. And that's where my mind naturally went. But then I intentionally found what was enjoyable in that pose. And it completely changed the experience for me. So let's do that throughout this week. In every single moment, Try to find the enjoyment, the fulfillment, the happiness in that moment. Try to bring ourselves back to the present without thinking of how much you want this desire, how much you want this abundance. Act as if it is here. Because the problem is, if you train yourself to constantly think about the next best thing, I have to hold myself back from enjoying life until I get here, Even when you get there, where you think you want to be, it's going to be short-lived. If you think about going to see a movie and you're so excited for the movie and you can't wait for it to come out and then you go to it and it's super exciting and you watch it and yay, it's so great and you're entertained and then you come out of the movie and you feel a little euphoric because you enjoyed it so much and then the next day it's like life as usual, you know? I mean, that's kind of how this world works. And that's why we cannot wait for our circumstances to be perfect because they never will be. So try to find the enjoyment in things, but also when things aren't that enjoyable, when in periods of stress, really focus on being mindful. Take all of your focus and your attention away from your thoughts. 
in those moments and just bring yourself into that moment. Pay attention to your feelings, pay attention to your sensations, and set the intention that you release everything from within you that is not of love and light, that's not of fulfillment, that is not of happiness, that is not of joy, that's not of abundance, that's not of success. So you set that intention, but then that's it. Like that's all the thinking you do. You set the intention and then you just sit in the emotions and you notice how you're feeling. And what that's going to do is it's going to allow the universe to do its job, to work to help clear out some of these blocks It's also going to help you get out of your head and so you can really bring yourself back to that moment and what can happen is you can be in a moment that you think is miserable because you are 100% in your head. You're ruminating about it. You're just in this cyclical thought pattern where you're just thinking about all these things that irritate you. But once you can bring yourself back into that moment, set the intention to release that stress, release anything that's not a love and light. After a few minutes of that, you might be able to come to a place where you can find the enjoyment. You can also add in some affirmations. However, if you're you're in a negative thought space, I do encourage you to do something as like a reset first. That can be deep breathing. That can be breathing in the love and abundance, and then breathing out the stress. That can be just sitting in that mindful space, sitting in the discomfort of your negative emotions without attaching anything to it. And those all act as a reset because they take you out of your head. And once you reset, then you can start saying some of those I am affirmations. Remind yourself who you truly are. And you're saying these affirmations with conviction. You're saying them with a knowing that this is who you are. If you didn't listen to last episode, I encourage you to do so because I talked about that. You're not saying these affirmations like you're going to be this way someday. You're saying it because you know that's who you are deep down within your soul. The more we can foster finding the perfection in things, even the most seemingly imperfect things, while knowing that is part of a perfect universe, knowing we are part of a perfect universe, The more we're able to do that, the more we are able to bring ourselves into alignment with everything in this universe. Marcus Aurelius said, A lion's wrinkled brow, the foam flowing from the boar's mouth, and many other phenomena that are far from beautiful if we look at them in isolation. Do nevertheless, because they follow from nature's processes, lend those a further ornament and fascination. And so, if a man has a feeling for and a deeper insight into the processes of the universe, there is hardly any of these, but will somehow appear to present itself pleasantly to him. Even an old man or old woman will be seen to possess a certain perfection, a bloom in the eyes of the sage who will look upon the charms of his own boy slaves with sober eyes. So how can you find the perfection in the seemingly imperfect? How can you love yourself right now, even if you don't have the abundance or the success yet? That is what we are going to focus on. That is alignment. That is coming from the source within you. 
Source doesn't look at us and pick out our imperfections. It is amazing that we are here right now. It is amazing that you are here right now. It is a miracle. Embrace this. Embrace this beautiful perfection that your life is. Find the perfection in it. You know, Abraham Hicks, who I've referred to before, who talks a lot about the law of attraction, often gets asked the question, how do I manifest this? How do I manifest money? How do I manifest $100,000 in a month? You know, people come and they want, want, want. They have all of these desires, which desires aren't bad because they keep us progressing in life. But as I mentioned before, when we attach ourselves to these desires, we hold ourselves back. And one of the main things she pieces of advice she always tells people is figure out a way to be happy. Figure out a way to enjoy yourself in any circumstance. Because once you do that, you are able to get into what she calls the vortex, which is essentially what I'm calling alignment. It's that place where things become very apparent, where we know the steps to take and we can take action on them. But the first step is to feel good. You will never ever be able to truly fulfill your dharma from a place of feeling bad. What she always encourages is to find a way to feel just a little better. And then from that, feel a little better. And then from that, feel a little better until you find that you are in alignment, that you are feeling good the majority of your days or even in situations that you typically don't or in situations that would bring you stress in the past, you're still able to find the good in that. I want to read a quick excerpt from A Brief History of Thought, A Philosophical Guide to Living by Luke Ferry in a section that he labels hope a little less and love a little more. What we forget is that there is no other reality than the one in which we are living here and now, and that this strange headlong flight from the present can only end in failure. The objective accomplished, we almost invariably experience a puzzling sense of indifference, if not disappointment, like children who become bored with their toys the day after Christmas. The possession of things so ardently coveted makes us neither better nor happier than before. The difficulties of life and the tragedy of the human condition are not modified by ownership or success, and in the famous phrase of Seneca, while we wait for life, life passes. Perhaps you like imagining what you would do if you were to win the lottery. You would buy this and that. You would give some of it to a friend or that cousin. You would definitely give some of it to charity and then you would take off on a trip around the world. And then what? In the end, it is always the gravestone that is silhouetted against the horizon and you come to realize soon enough that the accumulation of all imaginable worldly goods solves nothing. Although let us not be hypocrites, as the saying goes, money certainly does make poverty bearable. Which is also why, according to the celebrated Buddhist proverb, you must learn to live as if this present moment were the most vital of your whole life, and as if those people in whose company you find yourself were the most important in your life. For nothing else exists. In truth, the past is no longer and the future is not yet. You know, time and time again, you hear of these stories of lottery winners ending up worse than before, of 
people who appear to have it all, developing severe drug addictions, taking their own lives, and it's a testament to how what we think we want will not bring us that happiness. All we ever want is happiness, and we've been socialized to believe that things, that experiences will bring it to us. And they can, but it's only on a temporary basis. The more you can foster your happiness now, not only will you get into alignment and attract what it is you desire, but once you actually get what you desire, you will be able to sustain this sense of happiness. So yes, act as if all of your desires have been met. Be that happy. Be that fulfilled. And if you experience discontent on your journey, then take aligned action to find contentment. I'm in no way saying to sit there idly and just be happy with what is. What I'm saying is that life is a journey. Enjoy it. Do not wait 60 years to enjoy it. Start today. Now, something fun that you can do is called quantum leaping or quantum jumping. And this might be able to kickstart you on your journey. What you do is you fill a glass up with water. And if any of you have heard of Dr. Emoto's studies on water, I've actually discussed it before on this show, but if you missed that episode, he was a researcher and he really studied the impact that the intentions that you set on water will change the molecules of the water. And so the theory behind this is is we are made up of primarily water. So if we can do that with a glass of water, if we can change the molecules on a glass of water because of intentions, then what can we do within ourselves? So back to the quantum leaping, what you do is you fill up a glass of water and you write on the glass or you just write on a post-it where you are now, things that you want to transform. Now, this can be your state of inner happiness. I mean, you can also put lack of abundance or success or not knowing your life purpose. Like you can do, I suggest focusing on the inside and then also on the outside. So you put that on one glass and what you do is on another empty glass, you write everything that you desire. Again, both internally and externally. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from having external desires. I hope that you understand that it's just fostering that internal state that makes them as enjoyable as we all in our heads think they're going to be. So you have, you fill one glass with water and that is a glass where you have where you are now, things that you want to transform, things that you're not necessarily content or happy or fulfilled by. You have another empty glass and on that glass, either written on the glass or on a post-it, is everything you desire for yourself. You pour from the one glass into the other glass. So you're taking from the old and you're pouring it into the new glass and then you drink it. And that is quantum leaping. It's really fun. There is a whole community around it. As I am doing this process with you, I have not done it yet because I was waiting to this week to do it so that we could do it together. So I will be doing that this, this week as well. And then the beauty in that is that's just one more way to set your intention and then have faith and release your attachment to it. 
And to end this podcast, I want to go over a meditation. And this meditation comes from The Three Magic Words by U.S. Anderson, which is a book. It has 12 chapters where he talks about these three magic words, although you do not find out what the three magic words are until the end, the 12th chapter. And also every chapter has a meditation in it. So I want to go over the very last, the 12th meditation in this book. And this is called The Key. I turn away from the world about me to the world of consciousness that lies within. I shut out all memories of the past and create no images of the future. I concentrate on my being, on my awareness. I slide deep into the very recesses of my soul to a plane of utter repose. Here, I perceive fact in the making and I am conscious of the one being from which all beings spring. I know that this is immortal self. This is God. This is me. I am. I always was. I always will be. All men, all things, all space and time and life are here in the depths of my soul. Smaller than small, greater than great, meet and unite in me. That which I thought I was, ego, I never was at all. For it was a changing thing, mirroring the seasons and the tides, a thing to be born and grow and die. I am not a thing of time and circumstance. I am spirit, pure and eternal, birthless, deathless, and changeless. I am patient, for I am all time. I am wise, for I contain the knowledge of all things. I know not pain, for I see there is no beginning and no end, and he who suffers pain must see beginning and end. I am rich, for there is no limit to the abundance I may create from my very self. I am successful, for I need only think to achieve. I am loved and am beloved. All things are myself, and I am all things. I unite, I fuse, I become one with universal subconscious mind. The mask of vanity and ego I shall never wear again. I perceive the magnificent dweller at the heart of my consciousness, and I know him to be my very self. Time and space, shadow and substance, what matter these? I am God. I hope you were able to take these words in. We are not acting from our ego when we are living our dharma. We are not acting from any limitation because there is no limitation within us. We are not acting in fear. We are not doubting ourselves or questioning if we are right or wrong because we know we have all the answers. They won't be found in books. They won't be found in podcasts. 
every answer, every single one that you are looking for lies within you because you are God. You are source. Once you align with your true nature, with your true self, you open yourself up. It's always been within you. You've always had the ability to align with it, to come from this place. You've always had the ability to manifest anything you want, to step into your dharma. All we're doing is aligning with it, is allowing this part of ourselves to guide our actions, not the ego part. Well, the meditation this week is actually a meta meditation. If you're not familiar with what meta means, it simply means loving kindness. And all we are doing is setting intentions and saying these affirmations and these mantras so that we can get in touch with who we truly are and then have that connection with everybody else. It's a very beautiful meditation. I hope that you enjoyed this four-part series. If you feel so inclined to listen to it again and really go through the exercises again, now that you have gotten all of the information, I certainly encourage you to do so. If you want to take four months or four years to do this on your own, I encourage you to do that. Go at a pace that aligns with who you are and what feels right for you. But know that Dharma is not something that is outside of yourself. There's really no finding it. It's rediscovering it. It's something you've always known. It's something that's always been there. It's just something that we've been blocking out. And we all do. That's okay. And stepping into that new, well, your actually old version of yourself, who you truly are, the oldest version of yourself, the sacred version of yourself, just stepping into that and shedding all of the rest. I will talk with you next Monday. If you've not yet rated and subscribed or left a review, it means a lot whenever I read those. And if you feel so inclined, you can share this podcast and get the word out if you think it's going to help other people. So I encourage you, if you feel the need to share or like or comment, I would love that. If you don't at this time, then that's okay too. I'm sending you all the love and light. All right, I'll talk with you next Monday. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.